0: Hi, I'm Michael. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm also the missions director. As a church, we are committed to answer God's call to reach every nation. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. Now, our preaching this afternoon, it's a continuation of our series, Designed for Relationships. And last week, we talked about uh, following Jesus. Today, we'll talk about what it means to fellowship with others. Tignan nyo yung katabi nyo. Tayo. Tayo yung pag-uusapan ngayon. Now, I'd take us back to the foundation, foundational truth that we talked about last week. As image bearers of God, we are designed to be in relationship. Uh, general po, yung ibig sabihin, hindi po para sa singles yon at yun ang uh, declaration uh, we are the... It's a general statement for everyone. Uh, that as image bearers of God, we are the sign for relationship. In fact, uh, in the book I quoted from last week, I want to quote another uh, thing he said. Darrell Johnson, God does not exist alone. And neither do we who are created in God's image. God is not a solitary God. And that is the foundational... Truth that we will hold on as we talk about fellowshipping with one another this afternoon. Having said that, may I request everyone to please stand? We will read our text. It is from Mark chapter 9, verses 33 to 37. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent. but him who sent me. This is the word of the Lord for us this afternoon. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that in your word, we can always learn how to follow you, how to relate with one another. Lord, speak to us this afternoon about the truth of how we should view one another, how we should relate with one another in a way that honors you. Lord, give each one of us hear, ears to hear from you. Speak through me your word, not my own words, not my experience, but only your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Last week, if you were here, you remember, I think we ended the service, and I said something. I said the simplest way to thrive in life is to follow Jesus. So among you, you kind of remember that. Sounds simple, right? Who among you realized after the service and when you got home, it became complicated. <laughs> Hindi siya simple. Some of you probably had a fight with someone. Some of you probably while driving, uh, was cut by another. <laughs> Mainit agad yung ulo mo. Tapos pa that's the reality. Now, how do you make it simple when you follow Jesus with other people? You know, if we all lived by ourselves, tiki-isa tayo ng island, it would seem like simple, following Jesus. Now, in one island, pag naging dalawa kayo, hindi na siya simple. May complication na. Especially if babae yung kasama Honestly, life sometimes, Gets to be more complicated for us women, and that's just how it is. And it's okay. It's also what makes life exciting. So there is tension there. How how do you follow Jesus? How do you make it simple? Because it's complicated. Eh, parang di ba, yung iba sa inyo, pastor. Hahanday naman sabihin simple lang to follow Jesus. Eh, ang hirap nung kasama ko sa small group ang kulat. Ang hirap nung ganto Offer ng offer ng business. Sinabi ko ng no. I mean, dami nagtawanan sa inyo, parang yun yung situation ha. No, but think about all these complications that relationships bring. Because God created all of us unique. Diba? Yung gusto mo, ikaw lang yung bida. Pag tinignan mo lahat nakapaligid sa'yo, stress ka kasi it's complicated. And that is the world we live in. That is the world that God placed us in. And you know, there are a lot of articles when I was preparing for this preaching. I read a number of articles on reasons why people leave church. And a number of the reasons, it's usually due to relationship conflict or a lack, a lack of connection in church. It's sad. It's sad. Now, others are not connected because no one reached out to them. I hope that's not any one of us here, while others, because they refuse to be connected. Someone probably reached out to them, but ayo lang nila. Ayoko, it's complicated. Now, how do we make it simple? By we, by, when we are surrounded by people and things get complicated, how do we make it simple? We we'll look at the passage we read and see how it applies in our lives today. Tignan natin yung Bible po natin titignan yung experience bawat isa iba-iba yung natin sa table pagtiningnan natin yung experience natin but we will look at what the bible says now our approach this afternoon there will be three things we're going to do now we, we will look we will know what does the bible say we will know what is the truth that the bible shows us and then second we will understand how to live it in our lives today or, you know, understand how it applies, rather. Yung pangatlo, we will resolve. What are we going to resolve after this teaching? After knowing, understanding, ano nga yung resolution natin? What are we going to resolve in life? Now, in we read just a few verses, but this teaching is actually, it spans uh, most of that chapter. If we read a few verses earlier, in verses 30 to 32, and I will read it. You can read with me. It says, They went on from there and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. Now, this incident was actually the second time in the book of Mark that Jesus was talking about his coming death. It was the second time. The first time in chapter 8, he was talking about it. And the disciples missed it. When I say they missed it, their response was, yung nagpapakabida, minsan may ganon, bida-bida, Tapos mali yung sasabihan. I don't know if you experienced that either in school or at work. Magmamagaling eh. Tapos mali yung suggestion. Oh, that, that's what happened. But probably only Jesus knew the real score. Now, he was talking to them about his coming death in chapter 8. And then they said, Of course not, Lord. You're not gonna die. not on my watch. You're not gonna die on my watch. And Jesus actually rebuked them because it's not, it, it's not the reason why he came. He came not to be a conquering king that everyone celebrates na yung bida talaga, but he came to serve. He came to die. Jesus came to die. I don't know if, you know, every time Romel stands here and talks about the gospel, it really reminds me of the goodness of God. Because Jesus came to die. He came to die for you and I. That is the truth. Now, so chapter 8, no? They didn't get it. Now in chapter 9, of course it's a chapter. It may have been uh, time. Iba yung time element non. We're just reading in the Bible per chapter. Now in chapter 9, this time, Jesus talks about his death. They still didn't get it. Jesus was talking about his death. Yung una in chapter eight, he talked about his coming death, basically pointing to the necessity of him dying. That the Messiah is going to die. The disciples didn't want it. In their, they had their own idea of how God should conquer or how the Messiah should conquer. Now, in chapter 9, Jesus was talking to them about his coming death and they still didn't get it. They were, you know, asking, who's going to be the greatest? Sinong bida atin You know, who's going to be? Or maybe they were getting it. I don't know. They were getting that, okay, sige, if he dies, oh, who's gonna be head? Sino ano? Oh, yung grupo nyo. O oh, sino na magiging victory group leader pag wala na yan? O oh, sino na magiging head ng ushering? I mean, it, it actually happens. And they were talking about it. Who's gonna be head? Who's gonna be great in our group? Sino yung magiging... Number? They were talking about these things. And Jesus was... Rebu- you know, He did not really rebuke them right away. He just... Amazingly, he actually waited until they—they they were walking. The disciples were talking; Jesus could hear. They walked until they kept walking until they got to uh, one home. They got to their destination. Nasalab na silang bahay, kaupo na sila. That's actually for you, parents. papaluin yung bata sa, sa plaza. Private pu yung mga ganon. learn a lot from jesus something simple like that we don't use the rod we use it privately but you know the disciples did not realize when jesus was talking about his death that it was going to have a tremendous impact on how they live life and how they relate with one another And this is something, this is what we need to know. We need to know that how we relate with one another is a result of our understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How we understand the gospel, how we understand what Jesus came to do will result in the way we relate with one another. Or in other words, how we relate with one another will be a reflection of how much we understand what Jesus came here to do. Um, was all about. Now, the gospel that saves us affects not just our life for eternity. I mean, heaven is great. We talk about that. It is great. I am all for eternity. But God called us here on earth. And the gospel has an effect on how we live life here. Amen Puba. It is, in fact, the gospel that should dictate how our lives are lived. It is the gospel that should dictate how our lives are lived. It is not your personality. It is not your family name. It is not your education. It is nothing of that nature. It is the gospel. You know, and I love those personality tests. Just last week or the other week, we had a StrengthsFinder finder. Uh, seminar for our leadership, one thirteen students. I love Clifton Strengths Finder. I have done that. I also like the Myers Briggs. Yung ako yung uh, celebrated introvert. I am the ultimate introvert. Mokalang hindi. But I am. I like the DISC profile. I love all these things. But these things do not dictate how I relate with people. They cannot dictate that because only the gospel should dictate how I relate with them. They've helped me, and admittedly, they have helped me tremendously, but they are not, I cannot base how I relate with each one of you on the basis of that. I can't live my life that way. The gospel should. You know why? Introvert po ako. Sabi ng Clifton ng Finder Strengths Finder relator number one ko pag titignan ko lahat in its raw form without the work of the Holy Spirit in one's life, hindi ko kayo kakausapin. That's the reality. If I let my personality dictate how I live life, I will never learn how to love the people I walk with. Diba? And then and, and some of us think that, ay, mahiyain talaga yan. Huwag mo nang asahan yan. Mahiyain yan wala naman pong masama kung mahiyain. Mahiyain rin ako. <laughs> mahiyaan rin ako. Minsan lang iba natin kahit mahiyaan na de-develop natin yung mooks side, di ba? <laughs> Tawa kayo doon. Pero, I mean, we can develop it, but sometimes it's, we, we do that. Di ba? Yung mga anak, yung mga ibang may anak sa atin, ay, mahiyaan talaga yan. Yung isa na lang yung ano, pasayawin mo dyan sa party kasi yung isa mahiyaan. I mean, these are different things. And sometimes, we're not liking certain people. We don't like hanging out with them because we're different. There's a lot that. There's Not realizing that the grace of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit is what we really need. When we realize that the gospel is Jesus coming to serve humanity, we view our relationships differently. We start viewing it differently. And we need to know the gospel results in true fellowship. It is the gospel at work in our lives that will result in true fellowship. Hindi po yon yung ano? Mamaya pa meron patlak may mga po, leaders and volunteers. Of course, you're welcome to join us. But it is more than that. It is a result. It is more than just bringing food and eating together. But it is the result of the work of God in our lives. And it is the gospel that should define our relationships. Yung gospel po. Hindi po yung personality natin, hindi yung comfort natin. Kasi kung yung comfort lang po natin, wala na pong magkaibigan sa simbahan. Now in verses 33 and 34, let's go, go back to that. No? It's na nang setting. I gave you the background so we understand and know a foundational truth. The gospel should define our relationships. Now in verses 33 and 34, so they were walking, they went to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, this was Jesus, he asked them. that The verse did not say what they were talking about, but it was Jesus who asked. So what were you discussing on the way? Alam mo yung patay malisha, you know the term, patay malisya, but Jesus knew what they were talking about. Alam mo yung kunyari, like some parents, ba, you hear what your children are arguing about. Alam mo naman kung sino yung guilty, tapos mo, so tell me what happened. Uh, di ba? Titignan mo kung sino yung aamin, sino yung hindi, sino yung magsusumbong. And in a way, Jesus was doing that and he asked them, so ano yung pinag-uusapan niyo? What were you discussing along the way? But they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. Parang ano yun eh, hulika, yung ganon, yung They were talking about something and somehow they knew it wasn't what they were supposed to be talking about. Somehow, when Jesus asked, yung, hindi naman talagang feeling mo, hindi naman mali, pero parang may mali. You know that? Uh, last night, I was out with uh, friends. Friends I've been with for decades. And one of them has a daughter. Da- po yung anak niya. A daughter uh, is pandemic po kasi pinanganak she's two. She's two years old. So one time, nung pinuntahan siya, kwento, kwento sa amin, nung pinuntahan siya sa bahay, bawal siya mag-chocolate. And, of course, children, when you have chocolates, when you have your kids have chocolates, especially at night, tutulog kayo 3 a.m. So, kaya bawal yung chocolate. So for some of you who grew up feeling bad, you were not allowed to eat chocolates, that's the reason. You become hyper, you know. So, this child, when, you know, the parents were all talking, goes to one corner, of course, dala yung chocolate. Tago siyang ganon. Pag ganon niya, Anya, Yes! Parang wala lang. But reality, what happened was, huli ka, Ay, gotcha. That's what happened. Yeah, but you see, in the culture then, it was normal for men. For men to be having um, that sort of Rivalry. It was normal in the culture. Normal siya that men have that. Some, it's like uh, rivalry. For others, it is an extreme rivalry where, where they become enemies. As in, galit-galit. Laban na ng lahi. Ano, abusan pala ng lahi. I mean, you know, you, I don't know if you know that term. Talagang laban kung laban. It was normal. It was somehow normal uh, for that to happen and for the disciples at that time it wasn't i think it was beyond friendly banter scholars say lumampas na siya don. they were not enemies but it was not normal banter may hugot mean you another know term may hugot yung mga usap nila it was coming from somewhere some of them were probably thinking Bakit ganoon yung sa of Transfiguration? Bakit ito lang yung kasama? Bakit ako hindi kasama? Different things. Eh, ako naman talaga yung mas magaling. Eh, siguro, one of them was saying, ako nga yung nagpa-party. Ang daming naging follower dahil dun sa party ko eh. Si Andrew yun. But you know, different things. So it was coming from somewhere. It was more than just friendly banter. It was normal in the culture. Pero normal siya. And yet they couldn't face Jesus when he asked them, Oh, anong pinag-usapan What were you talking about? They couldn't answer. Nahiyana lang sila. Parangaka. And somehow they knew. We need to understand this. Now we know that our lives has to the way we relate one, with one another comes from our understanding of the gospel. Now we need to understand. True fellowship goes against the ways of the world. It goes against what's natural. What's natural is us wanting everything papasok. It's us wanting to protect our own selves. It's us wanting that chocolate when our parents say we shouldn't. That's what's normal. It's us wanting that pork sisig when the doctor says your cholesterol is high. Hindi po ako yon. <laughs> I like pork sisig but walang sinabi yung doctor. But you understand that is natural, that is normal. But we need to understand if we want true fellowship, it will go against our natural tendencies and the ways of the world. Merang magbago. It is a reflection of the heart of service exemplified at the cross true fellowship is a reflection of the heart of service that Jesus showed when He died for us. Don't po manggagaling yung true fellowship. In verse 35, this is what Jesus did. He sat down and called the twelve, and He said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Imagine, di being one of the disciples at the time. Merong TV show that time, tawag, ay mali. Yun yung title nun? ha huh? Wow, mali. Hindi pala ay mali ako kasi ay mali. <laughs> ay mali. <laughs> 'Di ba? Parang siyempre pag mali dapat nagaganyan ka hindi naman wow, mali. Diba? So parang wow, mali. Ay. Uh-oh. Ramayng ganan parang napahilala. Uh-oh. And that's what hap- that's what happened when Jesus called them out. And sometimes it's like that, ba? In, in our relationships nagbibilangan with others it's like nagbibilangan. O ikaw naman, ako na yun dati eh. Even with kids at home, if chores have to be done, o ikaw naman, ako na eh. Kuya naman eh, I wash the dishes na eh. Naalala ko po dati, summer, nag- nakabakasyon nung yung kasama namin sa bahay. Side kwento lang to. Naalala ko bigla yung kapatid kong lalaki. Kami yung maglalaban ng sarili naming damit. We were going to wash our own clothes kapatid ko yata isang linggo yung pajama suot eh. <laughs> so ko, pa yan? Eh, hindi pa po ako Christian, no? Hindi ko siya pinaglaba. Sige. So, but what I'm saying, sometimes it's like that, ah, ito lang yung gagawin ko. This is what's for me. Ito yung sinuot ko, ito yung, ito yung ko, nagbibilangan. And sometimes, you know, at home, it's not just at home. It happens even in our relationship, why does it always have to be me? I remember talking and even ako rin, minsan, bakit ganun? Ako na lang lagi yung patient. Uh, yung mga kaibigan ko po nandito, alam nila na hindi to totoo kasi hindi ako yung patient. So, example lang, di ba? Sometimes, in a relationship, ganun, bakit nang ganun? And I've had to pray for people and that's the line. Bakit ako na naman ang magbibigay? Lagi na lang ako, it's always me. Always. And you know how we were as kids? Sometimes we take it to our relationships as adults in church. Pibilangan tayo as kids. And it happens even as, you know, as adults. In verses 36 to 37, it says, this is what happened. So Jesus asked them, you know, what were you talking about? in 36 this is what happens he took a child he took a child and put him in the midst of them and taking him in his arms he said to them whoever receives one such child in my name receives me and whoever receives me receives not me but him who sent me now we have to understand the context when jesus said this because at that time because now when we think about children you know children uh, some kids now, actually, ang laki ng kita, di ba? Mo- mo- model sila, mga commercial. They earn a lot. And sometimes, you know, uh, there are pictures that are used and children are really adored. But during that time, I, I think some things we need to understand about the context, no? Children has, had no status. They had no status. They were powerless and were just expected to be obedient and dependent. Wala si lang say Although ngayon, Technically, wala rin naman silang say, pero sa isang ibang bahay kasi parang sila yung boss, di ba? Sila lahat, sila lahat, bata ang nasusunod. But in reality, during that time, they had no say. They were dependent. They just had to be obedient. Although they were loved. Children were loved by their family. And the culture at that time, it was more uh, tactile. Yung, kaya si Jesus, kinarga niya yung bata. Because now, that's not, Especially in the Western world, that's you know, we're careful with that. Na, kaya Even in our kids' church, we can't take photos. We don't take photos of the children. We have to respect that. But during their time, the culture wasn't like that. Um, holding children was considered safe. Now, when Jesus got that little child and put, him, put the child in their midst, in the midst of all the adults, Jesus was telling them that is how you should relate with one another. What does that mean? Someone who is normally insignificant, given significance. Someone who normally has no say, to be treated well. Again, we're seeing Jesus turning upside down the culture they have been used to. They're used to that. walang say yung bata, wag yung pansinin. Now this is not just literal, but when you think about children at that time, these are people who had no say in society, people who had no position, uh, people who had nothing to give, people who were just consumers. And you think about society now, may tayo yung iba, Parang ano ng na lang tinutulungan. And it's reality, but Jesus was addressing that. And we see the characters in the story. And here's my question. see kayo in that story? Are you the adults who need to start seeing and treating the people around you as significant? Are you like the adults with Jesus that time? Nang tingin dun sa bata, wala lang yan. Do you see yourself as better than the rest because of what you are able to do and give? Or simply because of your righteousness? Do you see someone's lifestyle? And because you think it is against the Bible, you see yourself as better than them? Or do you need to learn to respect everyone regardless of their status in life? How do you treat the people who work with you at home? Do they feel their significance because of the way you treat them? Do they see the gospel of Jesus in your life because of how they are treated? Or on the one hand, are you the insignificant child who needs to start stepping out and knowing who you are in Christ? There are different uh, characters in that simple narrative. The little child, the insignificant child, and the adults who do not see the significance of that child. To give and to be able to receive are marks of Christianity and discipleship. Alam in every relationship, it's give and take. Some of you love giving. Some of you are very generous, but you don't know how to receive. True fellowship is giving and receiving, and this is what we need to understand. True fellowship entails humility, service, and deference. We have to learn how to embrace not being first. We have to be ready to be proven wrong. Hindi ikaw na lang tama. Alam ko po yan, kasi may tendency akong gano'n eh. Gusto ko ako lagi yung tama. Yung mama ko nainis sa akin minsan, yung mga kaibigan ko naisip, ko na lang lagi tama. Nagbabasa rin kami ng Bible. I mean, <laughs> ba minsan gano'n eh. May gano'n tayo, ikaw yung Christian. Feeling natin tayo lagi tama. What, does, what else does this mean? Have a posture of service. How can you serve your community, the church, the people around you? Here when we look at the Trinity, it was a picture of deference, deferring to one another, serving one another. How do we live life? Do we know how to serve one another? Learn to submit to one another. Don't live life on the basis of titles, of titles and whatever you have in status. Sa social media lang po yung status. But don't live life that way that it affects your relationships. Hindi dahil kayo ang nagpapasweldo, pwede nyo nang apak-apakan yung pagkatao nung isa. That is not what the Bible is teaching. The Bible is teaching deference, service, and humility. Now, in the succeeding verses, it will show Jesus teaching His disciples how to relate with those who are outside their circle but proclaiming the name of Jesus. Jesus got to touch on everything. Now, you need to understand the church is much bigger than victory. We are also to relate with the rest of the body of Christ in humility and deference. The body of Christ is so much bigger than just victory. We have to learn to honor the rest of the body of Christ. I like this, uh, this quote. It used to be um, quoted as from St. Augustine, but I think a lot of different uh, theologians quoted this. na yatag ano if original, but this is what it says. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. We have to learn to pick our battles. Not everything is essential. Yung pong haba ng palda nung kaibigan nyo, hindi po siya essential. I mean This is probably pushing it to an extreme, but we have to learn to think that way. In all things charity, you may have a point, but if the way you're making your point is not in humility, you're missing it. You're missing it kahit po tama kayo, kung yung Bible, eh, isasampal nyo na lang dun sa tao, you're missing it. You're missing it. I don't think that's what Jesus was saying here. Let's not, church, let's not exchange the essentials for the non-essentials. Let's hold on to what's essential. Grace, you know, by faith, the grace of God is essential that we understand that. That we learn to live life and relate with one another, understanding that God has been gracious with us. That even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why are we supposed to be patient with one another? Why are we supposed to extend that grace? Because we were extended the same grace. Now, okay, now knowing and understanding through fellowship. How then are we to live life? And this is what we need to resolve, friends. We need to resolve this, not one time but every single day, to honor God by relating with one another in a manner that serves as witness, as a witness to the world around us. We have to learn to resolve that we will honor God, that we will live lives that honor God in the way that we relate with the people around us. In the way that you treat your helpers. In the way that you treat people in church who did not vote the way you did. In the way that you treat your children, even your disobedient children. We have to be honoring of God. Because we have to resolve that our relationships are to honor God when they serve as a witness the world around us. This is how we need to view our relationships. We need to view we always say in victory, we honor God and we make disciples. But this is how we honor God in our relationships. You know, in verse 42 if you go down to verse 42 Sabidon, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. You know, later on, same conversation, Jesus uses a child again. tuloy tole lang yung conversation. He was telling them, you know, if you cause one of these little ones to sin, it's bad for you. It's bad news, my friend. That's what Jesus was saying. Using the example of the insignificant person, perhaps even the outsider who is not part of the group. Now, how we treat others is significantly tied to people wanting to follow God. I want you to understand that. How you treat the people around you will result in whether they want to follow God or not. It has an, a bearing on that. I remember before, somebody told me, my sister told me, she, had really, she, has, she has a best friend in church. And someone close to her who's not from church, when she saw how they were relating as friends, was so touched by it, she wanted to join them in their meetings. She said, I'm so blessed when I see how you relate with one another. That is the kind of relationship we should have. Our relationships honor God when they serve as a witness to the world around us. Remember that. See Kermit the Frog. Where is Kermit? Muppets. Oh. A long time ago, but I saw this online. No? Sabi niya, the world would know God's love if more Christians offered loving hands instead of pointing fingers. It's so simple. Si Kermit, di ba? Biblical yung sinabi. Pero sinabi niya sa ilalim, but that's none of my business. Church, it is our business. There, I do not agree with Kermit. It is our business. To wonder how the world will view how we relate with one another. It is our business. And as Christians, we need to care. We need to care enough. You know, the series title is Designed for Relationship. Designed for Relationships, we are wired to be with people. To need people, to relate with others. That's our wiring. Kahit anong sabihin ng Finder, we God created us to be in relationship. It doesn't change our basic wiring even our need for a long time. It doesn't change that, but there is the reality of a watching world. Friends, there is a watching world. Remember that uh, story of a child? Storm, rain was pouring hard. Pinapatulog siya nung daddy niya. Iiwan na nung daddy after, "Oh, honey, honey, it's okay. Jesus is going to be with you." Punta si daddy, tulog na. Tapos iiyakon nat yung bata. Nakatatlong gano'n, nung pangatlo, sabi ng anak, Daddy, I know Jesus is gonna be with me, but I want a Jesus with skin on. Kailangan <laughs> ko may umakap sa akin kasi natatakot ako. And you know, it is like that. We are the picture of Jesus to the rest of the world. And when we relate with one another, what do they see? What do they see? The people around us need to see and experience God's unconditional and gracious love through our example. And this is what I want to i want you to remember. Let's build relationships and serve one another as a testimony of who God is to the world around us. Let's do that. Let's not just be confined to my own world. Wala na akong pakialam dyan. Ayoko na yan. Mag-aiba kami ng color. Let's not do that. Let's let the gospel dictate how we relate with one another. Not our title, not our work, not our bank accounts, not where we live, but simply the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why don't we pray? Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that He showed us how we are to relate with one another. It's because of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit that in your relationship, you have shown us, Lord, how to relate with one another. I want to pray for two groups of people. Some of you have actually been in church a while. Others probably come from somewhere else. But there are real hurts that you've experienced. You were offended by people in church. And probably, some of you probably are still offended. I want to pray for healing. I'm not saying it's not valid. Alam ko, nasaktan kayo. But I also know God, the Holy Spirit, can bring healing. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want you to raise your hands. And siguro, you're having a hard time. say you were hurt in church. Maybe not here, maybe in another church, or maybe here. But I want to pray for you that God would bring healing. Lord, you see the hands raised. You see your sons and your daughters who have been hurt by the very people you've called to serve, to love, and to be unconditional with them. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing. Lord, for those who are raising their hands, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give them the grace to forgive, to be able to move forward, to be able to trust again. Pray for your healing upon their hearts and their souls. They may learn, Lord, to move forward and to rebuild with other people again. In Jesus' name. And some of you, Some of you are probably on the fringes, or you're you're tired, you just want to stay on the sidelines, not build anymore, you're just tired, or you're on the fringes, you're wondering if this church thing really works. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. You don't have to raise your hands, I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for these people, Lord. Some of them have probably been attending a while. Others, they're just, they've just been attending. They're observing, they're on the fringes, they're wondering if this thing is real. And Lord, they're tired of being on the fringes. Lord, I pray, God, that you would cause them You would let them find real fellowship, Lord, in this church, that you would cause them to find friends who would be with them through thick and thin, through life's ups and downs. Pray that you would give them friends, Lord, relationships in this church who would show them the true meaning of the gospel lived in everyday life. Lord, bless them. Bless my brothers and sisters this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.